live from the DT Studios on Talk Radio 1. This is Daily Turismo Radio. Powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, Chris Florin and Ashley DeLuca. Hello, motorheads, and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show. Broadcasting live on TalkRadio1.com from our studio in scenic Gardena, California. Home of the world's only singing lizard. Little Not known true. fact. Little Not known true. fact. Uh, we've got another uh. great show on the hopper for you guys uh. today. Uh, we have a, a guest joining us via Skype. Uh, we're going to have a fun show. We'll do some games, a little technology corner, Seaflow's news. All right. What? It's going to be a really, really good show. I, I'm, I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. Um, but before I get too far ahead of myself, let me introduce some of the other invasive species in the studio with me today. Uh, sitting across from me is Seaflow, a.k.a. Chris. What who up? arrived here today in a Model T. I wish I did. No Model T today? No. Those are fun. What did you, you drive here today? got to do that today? someday. Damn five again. M5. Oh, I'm it's getting boring here. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sitting next to Seaflow <laughs> is Ashley, uh, who rode here on a skateboard. No, nah, no skateboard today. Well, well my dog my dog doesn't like skateboards. So. No, scared of skateboards. That's a yes. giant chupacabra dog scared yes. of skateboards. Scared did you leave skateboards. your dog in the car? No. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> On the and, skateboard. And, <laughs> and then finally, out of the naughty spot and into the spotlight is producer Ben. Still not wearing pants, but he's going to be on his best behavior today. Uh, and then on the phone, we have Sean Lee, um, who's a guy who went from driving a forklift to running a successful shipping company. Uh, and he's here today to talk to us a little bit about the Purist Group. Sean, thank you for taking your time, taking some time to join us on the DT Radio Show. Well, thank you so much for having me uh, on the show. It's such, a, it's such an honor to be able to talk to you guys in person. Excellent. So the f- you're the first person who's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm still in shock right now. I'm trying to digest all the information I just got. <laughs> it's been amazing experience already. Yeah. I didn't know we were so shocking. <laughs> Very shocking, yeah. Uh, no, so, so Sean, um, tell us a little bit about the Purist Group. Well, I started Purist about three years ago. And the idea of Purist is to, originally we started with a couple of car guys that we all have uh, some of our disposable incomes and, uh, and we love and we love to do charity for others. So we're on a smaller scale, maybe 10, 20 of us, and we always go from place to place and uh, helping different events like orphanage, like Don't Have a Lazy All House. But uh, so... Well, three years ago, we started doing officially a toy drive because we had a request that we need a certain amount of toys. So, uh, actually, we've been donating toys for the past five years, but first official toy drive was about three years ago. So, I have a lot of friends, so today I can go up to any friend and say, hey, give me 100 bucks, I want to buy some supplies for the kids, and they would <laughs> give me 100 bucks. Nice. So, so let's pull those money together. Soon it becomes $2,000, $3,000, $4,000. So then every week, every 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 holiday time, we're donating four or five thousand dollars worth of toys, right? So, wow. so then we start hosting our very first toy drives. So I told them, I'll I'll buy the location, I'll I'll pay for everything, and come on out, and let's get as much toys as we can, you know, using our resource. So that's how we host the first toy drive. Uh, the first toy drive was not hosted under Pure Scoop. The first first toy drive was hosted uh, under uh, one of one of our sponsors, the Ceylon Carbon Company. They make carbon fiber hood and trunk and oh yeah, everything. Yeah, so they're mm-hmm. pretty big in the uh, in the JDM world. Yep. So uh, 
it was hosed out of the parking lot. So uh, my good friend uh, Paul Walker and, and his his people and and quite a few car people showed up. At the time, it was probably about maybe 70, 80 cars. We got like maybe like two or three truck full of toys for the for the kids. And I sent it over to Dustin Troy, which is uh, the founder of Supercar Sunday, and uh, and uh, you know giving a lot of toys that year because that year I believe it was raining pretty hard. Dustin was actually afraid that he might not be able to have enough toys for the kids. So that's how it started uh, Purist the same year. Um, so so is so, Purist, Sean, is, is Purist, this is Vince, is Purist more than just a car group? Yes, Purist is more than a car group right now because a lot of people think it's a car group. It's more um, a bunch of car people get together and focus on doing charity for other people. But my main focus is actually for kids because... I came from a very uh, abusive family. My both my parents are, you know. So, however, I ran away from home when I was seventeen. I was on a street, oh, wow. and yeah, and uh, that's why I ended up become a forklift driver and delivery boy for a shipping company. So, so you know, that's that's how it came to be, you know. And that's why my my main focus is to helping out the kids as much as I can because you know. But I I always tell every, everybody in Purist, doesn't matter what you do, just do good for others. So that's the main thing about purists that I want people to do good for other people. You know, that's the whole idea. And then, uh, do you guys also, you know, get together and 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 talk cars and and you know, uh, meet up? Yeah, do you meet up? Events outside of charity events and. Yes, we. Uh, I try to. Right now, what I'm trying to do is, if anything that's hosted by me, I rather have a purpose behind it instead of uh, just getting a bunch of guys get together in the parking lot. You know talking stuff and horsepower, tires, rims, suspension, then go home. I wanted to be able to come here to every event that Pierce hosted and go home with a smile or something, you know. And so, so far, almost every event that we have, there's a meaning behind it. We worked with the Toyota Museum uh, a little while back. We did a food drive. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we did a couple, of, maybe about 3,000, 3,800 uh, pounds of water canceled in one day. We also do it with a small toy drive because one of the school got their toy stolen. So, um, so you know, we got we got him a replacement of uh, soccer ball, basketball, baseball, blah blah blah, blah and and, oh, and send it to them. And yeah. yeah, and you see, you get to see on our uh, Facebook page, and uh, later, and the, and the principal at the whole school came out and say hi. Then, and so we do multiple things. You know, I mean, besides just a toy drive, the toy drives are main thing now because every, everybody recognized Pure School for their year-end toy drive because it's so big now, you know. Uh, on display, we have about 1,200 cars and on top of that, and, you know, 4,000 to 5,000 other spectators will show up with their own cars, so it becomes like a huge car show, you know. Yeah, I actually, I actually went to the uh, tour drive last year at, um, wasn't it at the Santa Anita racetrack in the parking lot or... Um... Yes, uh, yes, that was uh, that was over there last year. Yeah, yeah, it was great. There was so many people that showed up, and it seemed like everybody was in really good spirits. And it was just such a well organized event. Everybody just brought out, you know, bring a toy and park your car, kind of, and then everyone can just, you know, kind of yeah. go around and hang out and network and talk about, you know, anything. It was great. It was a really good group of people. Yeah, and last year, believe it or not, if you remember that one of the purest guys, he actually runs a file one FC Legions. What that is, actually, they actually are Star Wars characters. So that's why you saw so many uh, Stormtroopers, Darth Vader, <laughs> they all came out to cheer, 
Did yeah, you notice cheered the kids up, and, and that's uh, pretty epic, you know? You just thought yeah. it was an imperial invasion. It's <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, know, it's Christmas time. There's people dressing up. I don't know. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty cool, you know? Because originally he told me, oh, I'm going to come here as Stone Trooper. And that's fine. That should be fun. A couple of kids could be there. He said, I'm going to be bringing a couple of friends as Stone Trooper, too. And said, sure, that's fine. And then like 20, 30 of them showed up. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves an army of faceless stormtroopers. <laughs> They're so funny. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really awesome because a lot of them came in from Vegas a lot of them came in from it's very hot day I remember it was like I was like 90, 85 degrees 90 degrees they were in custom whole day trying to cheer everybody up so you know oh. it, was, it was pretty good yeah yeah my dog it's melted good. we were like on the asphalt and it was so hot and my big black dog was just like yeah, yeah it was pretty hot last hot. year <laughs> I remember that so surprised that December can be that hot but it's better than raining right so Southern California <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So, uh, very so Sean, oh, please go ahead. What's next on, um, like you know, big events for the Purist Group? What What's coming up? Uh, Purist, we actually have an event coming on August seven, but that's not a public event. But what we're gonna do in August seven is, uh, we did a back to school event because a lot of students in Title One schools, and they don't have school supplies, and a lot of students, these days, they're they're very underpaid, so. A lot of students want to, I mean, a lot of teachers, a lot of teachers getting underpaid. So they want to, uh, they really couldn't afford to take out their own pocket to buy it for the students anymore. So, uh, working with LA County Sheriff and, uh, also a, uh, a couple of different agencies. So they approached me and so I they asked me if I can do something about this. So I asked all the members in, uh, Impact Purists and, and I did a little back to school drive about maybe a couple of weeks ago. Originally was meant for 300 kids, but it ended up the school supply that we got right now currently is enough for about 600 kids. So on August 7th, in my uh, facility, we're going to be doing a sort and pack events. We're going to sort and start packing up all the backpacks. And August 20th, we're going to be going to the school and hand deliver this to all the students, myself and with my team. All right, nice. That sounds like a, another good uh, then, charity event yeah. for you guys. Then so uh, after that, we're going to just start planning for our uh, Christmas toy drive. And it, that, that's usually this year is going to be uh, tremendously big. So we need to do a lot of planning right now. So okay. is the uh, public welcome to that event? Yes, publics are welcome because they get to come and see all the cars they they, they probably never get to see. Yeah. Uh, Normally, right? Last year we had the CLK GTR and the Pagani Waira that's directly loaned by Pagani corporate, uh, Horatio, Mr. Horatio Pagani himself. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, of course, tons of Lamborghini, tons of Ferraris, um, and the Porsches. And, uh, and, and this year we take another, not, uh, another step up. I mean, we're gonna, we've been inviting a lot of pretty unique cars to come into display area. So, um, so yeah, public's able to come. All they have to do is bring a toy. That's a okay. ten dollars and more, ten dollars and more, and okay. just give it to them at the door. They can come in and mingle and say hi to all the guys over there. And where, cars. where is that again? Can you uh, repeat that for our listeners? This year, Ash, the location we 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 right now we decided to do it out of a Hollywood Sports Park. Okay. Hollywood Hollywood Sports Park is actually a very huge uh, uh, pinball park that's owned oh. by a purist. Yeah. But they're really huge. Nice. They're like 30 acres of a pinball field. But they have, they have a huge acre lot. 
So, you know, I think it'll be fun. Uh, some of the purists can park the car, go in there, play some pinballs or airsoft, getting hurt, and go back home <laughs> with the bruise. Yeah. Yeah, don't let them paintball those cars, though. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> maybe uh, but, maybe but, some of the cars that Chris and I drive. You yeah, paintball you wouldn't even notice. <laughs> I don't mind they pinball my cars. My car doesn't matter. So, yeah, so, so, so right now, uh, Sean, you're driving. What are you driving right now? I'm driving my my, my lovely Chevrolet Silverado 2003. I bought it from a dealer that gave me a super good deal on it. But I bought this car because I love this car because you know uh, before I started doing charity, uh, I don't have a truck. Uh, I, before I have a smaller truck, but I bought this truck because uh, everything that we do right now, we don't just send it to. Red Cross or Salvation Army, or that, and and to, to get an easy way out. What we do is, I made a promise that everything that we get from everybody here, in the, in a group, that we will hand deliver ourselves. So that's the reason why I bought a truck, and, and I enjoy driving it every day. <laughs> that's, so it's like you know. Santa's sleigh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. If you see on the video that Replay XD did, I mean, I told, I mean, Eric Davis, which is owner of a Replay XD. A uh, big, big time car guy. He owns a NASCAR. He owns a NASCAR team and the uh, and the uh, Global Rally Cross IndyCar team. And I told him that he and uh, one of my best car I ever bought was actually this Silverado. You know, it gets the job done. You know, it well, brings you, a lot of happiness. You know, Sean, if you ever want a, to replace that car, let us at the Daily Turismo know. We'll help find you like a first generation F one fifty Lightning maybe. Oh yeah. Something a little you need something a little more obscure and odd yeah. and expensive to Apparently, repair. Lady Gaga drives a first gen lightning pick. <laughs> this is Lady that, Gaga. That, yeah. that, 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 that is crazy. that is so fast and furious it's not even funny. I mean <laughs> I still remember, remember when Paul drove that car. It's so interesting. So that you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. No, he had the second gen. The, those are fast, yeah. Yeah, the, the second gen are fast because they have the, the, the big engine. In them. And, yep. Yeah, I'm just more square. That's right. I remember another. Yeah, those are cool cars. I would love to get one. I had like the neon graphics and stuff. You know what? Those are cheap, and 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 you can pick them up for next to nothing. The 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 first gen, the 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 original Lightning. Was that just a 302 or 351 Uh, or? Yeah, it was just. I think it was just like a graphics, and maybe you got a stiffer suspension package. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't much, but it's still a cool car. Yeah. That's awesome. I would love to get one. That's awesome. That's a great idea. Well, what are next you waiting on for? The, next yeah. on the list. Just... Exactly. Yeah. So tell us about some of the other cars in your fleet right now. All right. So uh, let me see if I can remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's go with the D. Uh, uh, well, let's go for it. Let's, let's do this. I have a Honda Civic SI 2015. Yeah. Which is a car that people always ask me, why did I get that car? You know, it's interesting because uh, I grew up with a uh, Honda motor as being VTEC. And as you know, by 2016, all the Civic motors is going to be uh, turbocharged. They don't they no longer have VTEC on there. It's called VTC. Mm-hmm. So I walked in the dealer one day and I saw that car parked there. I was like, I got to have this car. And I drove home with a Civic. Last of the so VTEC. That's the reason why. Yeah, because of the VTEC. Yeah. Purely, I, I missed the sound. The and I also have a. Yeah. yeah Acura, also Acura NS6. I have uh, two families, the Continental GT and the R&R. Wow. And uh, the Continental GT was an impulse buy because <laughs> at the time was, you know, I was young, I was foolish, I made some money, I was on, you know, I want to out there be seen. But as I grow older, I started doing more charity. I wish the money it depreciated could I could donate that to the charity. You yeah. Know what <laughs> <laughs> you know, you win it. Yeah. You win it. You bought a car two hundred thousand dollars, and now it's only worth sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. I wish that you know go? I could donate those yeah. money. Yeah, I, could, I wish I could donate that money to a good better cost. But you know, I was young. I was foolish. I wanted to be in that crowd, so I did that. Then 
I did it again by going out and buying another Arnarch. And uh, I really like the Arnarch because I believe the Bentley 6.75 liter should always be in a Rolls-Royce chassis. And that was last generation of the Rolls-Royce chassis car. And after that, because it's called a Mosong, and or they share a platform with the Audi A8, you know, they're yeah. no longer actually a true Bentley. It's basically just so, a Volkswagen at that point in time. Seriously. It is just Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. Might as well drive yeah, a Beetle. That. I mean, come on. <laughs> it, is, it is. Yeah. It is. So what's the fastest we, car you've got right now? I have the Nissan GTR R35, ah, okay. and that's, that's about 630-something at wheels, and that was pretty good. Oh, is that all? So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, this is this a car that destroyed my dream of uh, of uh, owning any more exotics. You know, I mean, yeah. there's no point after that. Yeah, it's, they, they did such a good job designing those cars and able to put all this traction on the ground. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, all four and wheels. Reli- and, re- and reliable, too. Really? You haven't had any yeah. issues with it, even at that higher power? Uh, no issue with no? them. Wow. It, it's got 13,000 miles. I went to five sets of tires. There's no issue with that whatsoever. You must be buying the wrong tires the Tires diffuse, right? Yeah. Not the clutch anymore. No, the, the problem is, the, the problem is uh, I go to track a lot with that car. So what happens is the car's heavy. It's 3,800 pounds. Yeah. So what happens is it's very hard on tire wall and, and when you and when you want to rotate a car. So it's extremely hard on tires if you want to push it fast. You know, so... And yet, it's, it carries so much weight. And when you're on a straight, you're, you're late braking so late to a point, it loads up the front tire sidewall like crazy. Mm. So that's the reason why it eats up tire in chunks and up like crazy. It just, it's, other than that, it's, it's a beautiful yeah. car, you I know, thought- so... I find the it's same big. thing. I find the same thing with the W one two three Mercedes. <laughs> oh, wonderful! I think everybody's. I mean, hey, I, I reach. I reach uh, your. I reach your stuff a lot. I mean, there's a lot of W one twenty three people sell, uh, being sold on uh, daily Turismo. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's 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 kind of interesting. Yeah. Originally, I wanted a wagon. So, but this one was too clean to pass on. It was a. It was a. It was a white owner car. Um, I'm the second owner. It's hundred thousand wow. miles. The car in pristine condition. No uh, so, crack dash. Everything. Is yeah. that a sedan? Four-door? It's a sedan, yes. And yeah. it's a three three hundred D. It's a three hundred D, yes. Okay, yeah, that's the way to go. So only automatic transmission in the states, right? Yes, only automatic. So that's yeah. the last year of the turbo diesel, which is I think the QM one QM six one seven motor, which is a bulletproof motor for the for the Mercedes. Yeah, Vince yeah. and I both yeah. had those those cars for quite yeah. a while. Yeah. I actually liked my two forty D with the four speed more. Four-cylinder, non-turbo, four-speed, yep, manual. I'm telling you, it, yeah. was, it was faster than the 300D, even with the right. turbo. Because that automatic just really? sucks so much. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah or at least, it was more like, fun, at least it was more fun to drive. A little the, more the auto engaging, right? just, yeah, just so much, like, yeah. So I had a 300D turbo wagon, and I bought a four-speed manual transmission at a junkyard. I pulled it out of one of those cars, and I was getting ready to put it in, and then I just decided, uh, I'll get a WRX, and I sold the car. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, uh, this thing's think, never going to be fast. I think I... I think I saw your post that you sold your car to Bailey Turismo one year. I think maybe about a year um, ago, two years ago, right? No, it, well, this car was, it predated Daily Turismo. It was, it was a few years before we started the site, but. You sold that Volvo, I have sold, I have sold a few cars on there. One of them was a Volvo 1800 um, coupe yeah. that was my wife's car. Um, yes. I tried to sell my Beetle, but nobody wanted it, <laughs> so I kept it. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah. Anyway, so, so Sean, Sean we got to ask you, what was your first car? The first car that you bought with your own money? First car I bought with my money was a 1991 Isuzu Stylus RS. Mm. It's a it's the same oh. body as an Impulse, 
but this is a four door version of it. It's yeah. also got a low suspension suspension on there. That's Guarjo uh, Guarjo styling, right? Come on, Gerardo. Yeah, Gerardo styling. Yeah, Gerardo. <laughs> they call That's it Gerardo. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful car. Interesting car. It's, it's the same engine they use in the in the Lotus uh, 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 Elaine, which is a convertible yeah. one. Yeah, but that Elaine is actually turbo. But the the Impulse RS is a turbo four wheel drive. But the Stylus RS was front wheel drive only with mm. no turbo. Which is very interesting. Yeah, it's too bad Isuzu had to leave the U.S. car market because they had some cool stuff for a while there. Yeah. Oddball, interesting right. stuff. So that was the first car I bought with uh, with my own money after I ran away from home, and I was doing payments on there. I still remember the payment; it was one ninety seven a month. One ninety seven. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in nineteen ninety one, a lot of interest. I think it was I think it was like thirteen percent interest or something oh, like that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, interest yeah. rates were crazy back then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, car loans are the worst. Uh, uh, so, so um, yeah, that's why you, that's why you don't that's why you don't buy a, a car. The, uh, except for just paying cash, right? You don't got to yes. worry about interest anymore. That's right. <laughs> um, so, okay, you got the Skyline, but um, Sean, do you also have a uh, Black Series AMG? Is that right? Yeah, CLK 63 Black. Yeah, now now that's the car that, that when we talked to, at least we talked to our Mercedes Mercedes buddy, a guy who works there, he said that that was like the the best car that they've ever made. I think he was talking about the SL. 63 oh. there's so many different ones it's hard to keep them straight but so sean yours is a clk that's the fixed roof coupe yes right that's a fixed roof coupe yeah but right. the sl the sl 65 it's also a fixed roof coupe uh, because yeah. they simply took a sl chassis they dropped a roof on top of it and makes it fix that's all they did you know but yeah they both they both back in the days coupe and two two seaters only so the, okay. the, the, the SL65 was known for monstrous horsepower, but, you know, no handling. And uh, it basically did Mercedes skunk work when they, they had a desk. They had nothing to do. Let's go build two drift cars for the street. <laughs> yeah. So they did. It's basically two full-on drift cars. Nice, nice. And, and the CLK, is, is that a fun car to drive? It's an extremely fun car to, to drive because it's, uh, it's almost like, you, got, you know, back in 2008, right? And what do you have on the market? You have Porsches, and of course, and you have the NX7 turbos, and yeah, you, you have a M3, and you have um, the Ferraris and and the, and the Lamborghinis, you know. But but Lamborghini had an E gear at the time. It was having a kind of do clutch yet at the time, I think. Oh, so yeah. just just there's a lot of issue with their gearbox. Even uh, 2008, I think they're still on 430. So do less towards the end of the uh, F1 gear systems. So Mercedes coming up with this car is very, very interesting because I saw the car and I saw, and there was not that much review. There's not that many people know about this car. And, and I drove it and, and absolutely loved it. The sound of it, the, what they, I mean, what they were pulling their money to build in such a small number of cars for a Isuthius. I mean, I, I always admire manufacturer for doing that. Back in the day, it was kind of normal, right? You, you always have Porsche built like this one-off crazy car for a certain clientele, and you have, uh, you know, Ferrari did that, and you have Aston Martin did that. But this, this was just a, I think, in my mind, it was a very, very unique car and considered a production number at the time. So that's why, that's why I got it, you know, and nice. I enjoyed it, but it was just a, uh, it was uh, certain things I wish they could do differently with the car, like the traction control systems. 
you know, there's virtually non trash control because it's either on or off. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you gotta understand, you, you gotta understand, it's a, it's a production. I think they made 275 cars, 250 cars worldwide. So I don't oh, think wow. they have the kind of money yet to fix on or the budget to actually build a custom traction control programming system for this car. Yeah, it's so a you have to really, you just have to learn how to, yeah, you just have to learn to drive this car with all the traction control system off. That's and, good. <laughs> yeah. Sounds kind of like the RCF right now. <laughs> kind of like the RCF. I drove the RCF. It is similar principle as the Black Series. You know. Oh really? Is it? Yeah. R- RCF is something. It just uh, it just with the traction control on, it interferes with you so much. Then mm-hmm. to point that you, you cannot let for brake on a car. You uh, you uh, it's automatic gearbox. Yeah. And you just you just have to drive it with it on the traction control. So the moment you turn off the traction control. It's 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 just absolute chaos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like so, around yeah. here, though. <laughs> so uh, I got another question, Sean, about one of the, your cars. Um, sure. You have a Toyota A A eighty six. Is that right? Yeah, it's called a Hachinoku. Yeah. Yep. And so, what is that? Is it stock? Is it modified? Is it? It was. I mean, A eighty six is actually. I have a lot. I have, I have a very very unique relationship with this car. So I used to race uh, motorcycles. Uh, in a 660 motorcycle with AMA, mm. I was sponsored by Yamaha for a few years. Wow! And yeah, I almost died on Willow Spring. And while I was in the hospital, with 80 percent of my bone broken, Yamaha sent me another bike. Seriously, I mean, they, they, they came, they came in, I mean, you know, they came over and visited. And said, "Hey, sorry to hear this happening to you. Recover fast, okay? Your new bike will be in your shop uh, two more weeks from now." I'm like what? <laughs> I'm not racing anymore. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So, so later on, I always liked speed. So I ended up going to uh, my very first Canyon car with actually a Mazda RX-7 FC. So I ended up building a car, going to the Canyon. That has a 300 horsepower at a wheel at a time. Then um, I saw it can be really fast in the Canyon. Then I got my doors blew off by a bunch of uh, Canyon drivers. Then, then... And I couldn't understand why, and, and I want to learn about driving. So I look at what they drive. I, I literally bought exactly the same car and start learning from a group of people on how they drive and and slowly progress from their own. And I start joining Time Attack with them, start joining uh, uh, Autocross with them, and I start learning more and more about cars. Then ended up, you know, being with that car ever since day one. And so, how long have you have you owned the GT eighty six? Eighty eighty six. No, the eighty eighty six. The eighty eighty six. I owned it for about, I would say, almost twenty years. Nice. Okay. So, so yeah. So that, is that a keeper then? So, I'll keep it this forever. This is, this is a car that will never leave the garage. I mean, leave my life. You know, because that's a, that's actually the roots that helped me met so many great people back in the days. You know, a lot of a lot of people that I met through the car. A professional driver in a, in, a, in a Formula D, or they actually uh, one of the guys he, he, he owns a he owns a blog called Club 4AG. 4AG being the yeah. motor for this particular car, you know. So he uh, he went to Moto song. Moto actually uh, the guy who he's basically a living encyclopedia for Toyota cars. So he, he influenced me a lot on driving and yeah and, yeah. So do you, do you know Taka? Do you know Taka Aono? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we used to try to get it. Vin, Vince and I are friends with him. 
That's yeah, almost bought a Volvo from him. Oh, actually, that, he he had this the most <laughs> the most horrible Volvo ever. It was it was this. Uh, it, was a, it was a wagon. Wagon it on was fake a BBS V ninety or something with and, a, a welded diff. But it was an automatic transmission and yeah. stock engine with yeah. a welded diff. welded diff on, on the street. And and yeah. and it had coilovers that rubbed. Yeah, yeah. And he would just drive this every day, and oh, I yeah. almost bought no it. Deal. I came it really close to buying it. was his school car. He said he had to buy an automatic for people learning to drift that that couldn't drive a stick. So yeah. he went and yeah. bought that Volvo yeah, wagon. Volvo. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, just a side story. Yeah. <laughs> well, talk, guys, talk, talk, talk about my OG friend. It's all, oh, okay. always on back okay. day. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was a drift instructor, and, and uh, I was a drift instructor for a while, too. Actually, right now, sometimes I used to go help a moto to do some drift uh, instructing. But I'm just getting, I'm just, I'm getting old, you know. I, I couldn't I couldn't sit in the car that people doing donuts or spun off the track anymore. It's getting scary, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So but it's still kind of fun once in a while. Yeah, I know Taka very well. Yeah, those are good people. Well, uh, so that's all I, I would, uh, go ahead. Sean, we we've got just about another uh, about a minute before we have to take a break, and, and we'll let you uh, let you uh, get on your way, but. Um, what do you see, um, sort of as a, what's the biggest challenge facing the Purist group going forward? The biggest challenge for Purist group going forward is actually, uh, it's, 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 it's growing very organically, but it's growing very fast. A lot of people doesn't know the new guys coming in. We went from maybe about in three years, we went from maybe about 150, 200 people right now to about 5,200 globally. Wow. We have probably about 7,000. Yeah. Jeez. Of course, I create I create a job website for people inside of it to find jobs. Because a lot, remember, there's a lot of business owner in there. The, the the job website the job website alone is on Facebook. It's already about two thousand some members as oh, well too. Very cool. So so the idea is people coming in. I wish they can understand the the principle behind Purist is about doing your community some good. And yet, while we car guys, we can have fun talk about cars using car as our common interest. Yeah. And and you know, it wasn't for car. I would never be able to meet you guys today. You know, so it's 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 because this kind of connection. I want people to respect their community and do more goodwills and spread out spread out the goodwills. You know, that's 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 hopefully I left uh, this message for everybody to hear and follow down the road. Okay, so, awesome. All well, right. hey Sean, we'd love to have you in here to the studio sometime closer uh, to your toy drive. And, I would love uh, to. Yeah, that'd be great to uh, maybe you could bring one of your one of your collection and we could check it out. <laughs> I want to see that Silverado. <laughs> sure. Now I'm not going to do enlightening. I'm going to go on your uh, webpage tonight and start to light now. All right, Sean. Hey, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk to us. Um, no Purist Group on Facebook and then puristgroup.com, and you're also Instagram is at Purist Group. Is that right? Yes, it is. Okay. All right, Sean, thank you so much for, for joining us. And um, we will uh, we'll talk to you next time you're in, you're in town. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. And I'm looking forward to see you guys in person soon. Perfect. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks, <laughs> thank you. You have a nice day. You too. Thanks. Thanks. You too. All right. So that was, uh, that was Sean Lee from the Purist Group. Uh, great guest. Uh, some good causes. Um Toy drives and for kids and you know you can't charity and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, great guy to talk to too. It's cool cars and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to go uh, check out his collection. Good times, great oldies. That's that's what the Daily Prisoner <laughs> Radio Show is about. <laughs> uh, okay, so when we get back, uh, we're gonna do uh, technology corner. But first, we gotta take a little break. 
You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. This week's Blue Glove tool is the Craftsman 20-piece ratcheting wrench set. It's available in on Amazon.com for about $63 with free shipping. And you get a 20-piece set of ratcheting wrenches, and they come half of them are inch and half are metric. And these tools are they give you the usability of a box end wrench and the functionality of a ratchet. And it combines the the needs you have when you want something that ratchets to, to put a fastener in, but it allows access to tight places that you can't get a full um, ratcheting wrench with a socket into the spot. So they're extremely useful. Um, you can get them from other brands as well, but I like the Craftsman ones. They work well. They've got a warranty. Uh, and if you go to dailyturismo.com, you can find them on our affiliate link. And like I said, for about $63, you can get yourself a set 20 of them. And they range in sizes from the small quarter inch all the way up to three quarters of an inch. Or that's six mm's up to 18 in the millimeter metric size. Um, so go ahead, um, just go buy them, and don't worry, we're not going to tell your wife about Headphones off for a minute and cool my ears down. Oh yeah, that always yeah, feels good. good. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, uh, what are we? What are we drinking today? There. Um, let's we're see. We're gonna make Ashley tell us what we're drinking. Yeah, because she brought the, the it. good stuff. What is the good, the good stuff? stuff? I don't know how to. I don't know how to pronounce it. La, You're gonna have to do it. Vulin. Just, it's, just like hit it. Like put like, some junk in your throat. <laughs> Scotsman, like you're a Scotsman. <laughs> like a Vulin. <laughs> Logarithm? It's sixteen-year-old single malt, right? Yes, yes. I got this as a gift for my birthday and welcome back from Japan present. So I figured I'd share it with you. Welcome back. Have some scotch. Thank you for sharing. It It is really (laughs) fantastic. Very smoky and peaty, and there's a note of like charcoal in there. The hint of rich mahogany. (laughs) (laughs) Vince, Vince, you need to Instagram that. Instagram a picture of the boss. I already did. I already did. It's already on the Instagram. We're coaching. And where can they find that? that? Where can they find that? At the Daily ins- Turismo. There you go. The Instagram.com. The Daily Turismo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at The Daily Turismo or no. just at Daily Turismo? This is at Daily Turismo. Right. The Daily Turismo would, would be awesome. It, 
What? You were, in yeah. the beginning of our website, right. you were inconsistent with whether it was daily turismo or the daily turismo, or even like one so word, like or two to, words. Yeah, so yeah. I like to give you a hard time about that. Yeah, well, you, that's sort of like the Facebook, the daily turismo. It's sort of like it's you a start joke. with the the it's, and then you drop it's it. Funny, yeah. Once you get know. cool, you just drop the the. Right. I actually I am <laughs> the Vince Barbary. That's like something people don't know. Or is that just the go. Vince Barbary? Sure. <laughs> I, I thought you were the real Vince Barbary, yes, like the real right. Vince Barbary Seven or something like that. Moving up yes, in the world, he's I, been... I am. There's no one who wants to pretend to be me. Okay, I'm just gonna point that out to you people before I say uh, huge thanks to Sean for for calling us and um, talking yeah. to us about the Pierce Group and about toy drives and cars and A86s because uh, that that was fun. That was yeah, great guest and doing good work. So everybody check him out and the and the Pierce Group. Check it out. <laughs> anyway. That's right. <laughs> um, we're, I think we're going to open the phone lines for calls to the public. And that Who? means like the general public, anybody wow, with an crazy. iPhone, anybody with a payphone, if that pay still exists. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anybody a, a who phone? finds a Pokemon Go phone in the park or whatever that's still playing itself. You have a car phone with like the cord and everything. Yeah. Calling and the, off that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, the, <laughs> and the antenna on the rear window. Shoot. Yep. I was actually going to um, ask Sean about what his favorite Pokemon was. Well. That's like the new go-to question we should ask everybody. Everybody? Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, just, just our, phone, the number. our phone number. <laughs> for, for anyone who wants to call in, our phone number is 424-260-2822. And you can be on the Daily Turismo radio show or just Daily Turismo radio. Now, without the the. For, for Dan, our, our listener, uh, <laughs> he's probably listened to a podcast. So if you're not listening to this live, Dan, you can't call in. It's too late. Yeah. So if you if you found this via iTunes or Podbean, please don't call because you're going to be sorely disappointed. And even if you call right now, you might be sorely disappointed talking to us. <laughs> Let's be honest here, if we're honest. Uh, that number again is 424-260-2822. And at the moment, since we don't have any immediate callers, we're going to break into something we call the technology corner. And now it's time for Technology Corner. Oh, it's me. No, I thought Vince was doing this one. <laughs> <laughs> producer points at me, and I'm just like chaos. sitting back in my chair. Like, yeah, oh, I, was, I was taking uh, a deep breath, and he pointed at you, and I just said, all right. Okay. Let, he was just go. trying to confuse us. Okay, go ahead, Vince. Chaos. Uh, today's Technology Corner is Track Day Cars. Track Day Cars or Track Day well, Technology? Well, what do you do to your car if you have a, you know, a Honda Civic? What do you do to, it to make it a Track Day car? Sell it and buy a Miata. <laughs> <laughs> this is the answer. Yes. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> but but Miatas don't hit VTEC, yo. No, they don't so need it. It's just no. But 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 what do you do to, to a car? And again, even if it's a Miata, yeah, and it's stock, it came from so, the factory, and they understeer, and you know they they're slow. What do you, what do you, what's the first thing you do to a track car? Ashley, <laughs> you look like you want to say something. <laughs> Tires, not V8 okay. swap, maybe not V8 swap. I, would, I don't know. Actually, no, maybe oh, not tires because oh, it's actually wow. good to have not very good tires yeah. when you're starting to learn because it doesn't like compensate for your mistakes. And they'll break away sooner, and yeah, there's less total grip, and you kind of get in less trouble. Yeah, if you do something wrong. Honestly, not doing anything would be good just for like very very beginners, just to kind of get like yeah. But after you've passed that stage, okay. what if you're driving like a 1982 like Toyota pickup, like then. 
sell it do? and get a Miata. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> uh, brakes, I think, are a good first modification. Now you're talking uh, about like going for like a full like Brembo brake kit with the slotted no, no, and the no, no, vented no. and the... No, what I mean is is make sure your car's in good condition. Um, you know, check the brakes. Do A, do they still exist? B, do they still work? Uh, <laughs> C, is the fluid completely black and full of water? Uh, you know, flush the fluid, put some good high temperature fluid in there. I like the ATE Super Blue. They don't make that anymore, but now it's called something else and it's not blue. Um, there's that Motul, Motul 600. RBF 600. Yeah, RBF 600. Any like but, high temperature brake fluid so it doesn't boil when you're panic stopping into the Miata in front of you. <laughs> now, do you uh, really think that your brake fluid is going to boil before your pads are going to start to just melt and disintegrate and gas out? I mean, it can, it can happen oh. where... Maybe over the course of the we track day. We should ask Dan. Dan actually knows this. He answered this question. He's had that happen yes, to him. Yes, I saw the video. <laughs> <laughs> he went straight. When straight. He should, he's, he's trying, trying to, to turn and... It's like, why didn't you stop, Dan? Well, I was on the why did you foot turn? was on the brake and it just didn't stop. <laughs> just didn't well, push, stop. Pr- press harder. No, no. It that was a serious stop. point. He had plenty of runoff, yeah. which was a good place yeah. for that to happen. But yeah. yeah, so I would say make sure your brakes are in good shape, put good, good fluid in them, and then get some sort of like aggressive street pad or mild track pad. Like the StopTech street pad, I, f- I found is very good. Because yeah, real track pads um, are terrible for the street. If yeah, don't get don't street, get like right? a full on racing pad if it's a just a track day car that you drive on the street. That's just overkill. And they need to be warm, and you know you'll go to stop in the morning, and they and they won't work, right? So I don't know what's next after that. What do you a- think? LS one swap. Basic maintenance, just make sure that everything is in good condition because I feel like that's the cause of most people's breakdowns like when they first go out because they have never done it before and they go out and they don't check any of their lines like, I don't know, oil lines, brake lines. Fuel just, lines. Yeah any, yeah, any sort of rubber components that depends well, on how old your car is, I yeah. guess. But. I, I can tell you from riding the uh, the, the Roval at, at Fantucky that mm-hmm. um, the thing to always look for is wheel bearings. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you're driving through this half of that, whatever, two-mile oval, and the right side wheel bearings get a major workout at 130 miles per hour oh, through yeah. that turn. And on a streetcar, you, you will never notice that your wheel bearings are worn out and, and you know, need to be tightened or, or adjusted or, right. or just replaced. Until they're, until they're like, literally falling apart. 130 <laughs> in, Which, in the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if, if you did step one correctly and you did buy a Miata, then you also want to check the wheel bearings because they're known for kind of wearing out fairly quickly. MR2s are the same way. They're probably just really small or something. Um, yeah, just just check them out before you drive it on the track. Make sure they're not loose, and then check them periodically. What about polyurethane bushings? Should I replace every bushing uh, in my car with something that squeaks like a like a chirping bird? Is that a good idea? What do you guys, how do you guys feel about bushings? I would say no. You, you go stock rubber or do you go poly? Come on. You can tell us. Um, I guess it depends on the joint. Like, you don't yeah. need to change out everything on your car. It depends on... Which one you're changing? Like my, there's like a couple bushings that are on like my steering rack that I changed mm-hmm. out that made a big difference. And um, honestly, none of my suspension on my Miata has been changed out to polyurethane bushings. It's all still pretty. It was just perfect shot. from the factory. It's just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Those old '94 brakes, yeah. they're all the '94 uh, bushings. Rubber. Are just... That was a fine year for yes ru- Japanese rubber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are certain cars though where they'll if the bushings are worn out it'll be terrible on the track and you do need to replace them so then the debate is okay do i put stock rubber back in or do i do polyurethane and i think on something like a solid axle rear that has a four link for example you don't you do not want to put a poly bushing in the lower rear trailing arm 
because that over constrains the axle. You can do all the other ones, but like I'm thinking of Volvos in, in particular, <laughs> of course, 240s. All right, we can. Big but, surprise. <laughs> no, this, this applies to like a Fox body Mustang or an older Camaro or anything with a solid axle and a four link rear is you want to let it articulate. You don't want to over constrain the suspension and get it to bind up because then it's not just not going to handle right. It's going to lift the inside rear tire. You're going to be doing a one wheel peel when you're not trying to. Um, so yeah. My only complaint about poly bushings is that, again, this is from experience, putting them in a car, thinking mm-hmm. that they were an upgrade, is that they just, once the grease kind of you know gets knocked out of them, yeah. they just squeak and there's nothing you can do about it. You can re-grease them, but squeak. That's a pain. I mean, you, you could install like uh, Zerk fittings, right, and and grease them every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. But so. the uh, I think the next most important thing, maybe even before tires, would be uh, like a proper seat and harness, or something that's gonna, um, you know, if your car's already sporty, then maybe that's not such such a big deal. But if you're driving some old land yacht, like a '63 Falcon, yeah, then with bench seats, you don't want Come the on. bench seat. Yeah, put something, <laughs> put a bucket seat in with a real belt, and and get yourself kind of you know secured in the car, not only for safety, but it actually makes the car feel much better to drive. And it's a cheap modification, and you're not really changing anything mechanically, but all of a sudden the car will just feel more lively, and you'll feel more connected to it. And that makes it more fun on the street, too. Okay. And then you do the LS1 swap. And then, yeah. It's clearly <laughs> LS1, everything needs everything. LS1s and everything. Yeah. Okay. Before before you wrap it up, I have a question. Oh. Uh, say the three of you are given brand new Miatas. Everything is the same on the cars. Mm-hmm. Who's doing the fastest lap? Uh, it's one of them because I'm going to sell mine immediately and buy like, three <laughs> other cars. Not even a new Miata? I'm just going to sell it. New Miata's Dude, have like you driven grand. the new Miata yet? It's 30, really good. I can like get 30 a, large for it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah it's like worth it. You would keep it. You should keep it. 17 different cars. I'm That's like, not Chris. the debate. The debate yeah. is who's fastest. I think I think Vince Wait, is saying what? he's the slowest. Hold on. At what though? Driving around the track. Fastest lap. Oh, yeah, fastest I, sorry. I was just like, I meant like a dirt track racing. I'm trying to get Ben no, to give us No, we're talking about track days. Laguna Seca. Stay on topic here, Vince. I'm going to say that it's going to be um, Dan. Dan's not here. No, <laughs> of, of the three of you, Vince. Of the three Listen of to you. the question. I would say it's Ashley because she's probably had more experience in track cars recently. Guessing? Uh, Don't you drive like on a regular basis in she NASA? Just, she just doesn't want to say it's her. She's, she's like dodging <laughs> the questions. Fine. She doesn't want to embarrass you two. I, I can't say. I don't know. I mean, there's only one way to tell. Let's right. get Arm Mazda. We all have to buy new Miatas. No, and Mazda we all... <laughs> has to sponsor us and give us three new Miatas. Oh, yes. yes. That's, Dave is that's listening. much better than buying one. Dave Coleman, That'll if you're listening, please give us three Miatas. <laughs> It'd make for a great commercial, Dave. It'd make for a great commercial. <laughs> this is like the, the ultimate low budget, terrible, <laughs> terrible version of Top Gear. Like yep. the biggest we can do rip it. off. Yes. No, I had a brilliant idea the other day, and that's that we should do car reviews, video reviews of just terrible cars that we find on Craigslist. So we go with a couple, you know, GoPros or knockoff GoPros, and we stick them on the car, and we drive it around, and we talk about how terrible it is. I don't know. Would anybody watch that? Uh, you know, Does people, that already exist? People watch terrible stuff on the internet, so... As long as it's everything already exists. Right? Yeah. As, but sure. could we do it in a in a Daily Turismo-ish fashion that people would get interested in? I don't, I don't know. If anybody listening has an opinion about that, give us a call. 424-260-2822. And... Uh, <laughs> Tell me that I'm on crack or something. You'd feel bad for the <laughs> sellers. They're like, oh, man, I'm finally going to sell this car. Look, they're so excited and about driving it. We spend like an hour like, filming just, a, just <laughs> a review. Oh, here's your car this back. No, we don't want to buy it. Sorry. It's the worst <laughs> car ever. There's that regular car review guy, but 
he doesn't like go find one on Craigslist and then drive. He just it. finds like friends or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. And he's also a little like, maybe a little think, weirder than us. I don't think we use quite enough drugs to be like that guy. Yeah, like, I think we'd really have to up it up, like really like. To there's the next a level. spectrum, and we're not that far on the spectrum, right? No, no, no. no yeah. No, speaking yeah. of doing things for the website, how about we go to from the website? From the website. That's a great idea, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the best idea he's. Had and the website is dailyterusimo.com. The uh, according to Sean, our, our guest, it was a fantastic website. He yeah, according was, uh, to him. According yeah. to him, yes. <laughs> he, he was actually surprised. We were talking to him before the show, and he was surprised. He didn't know that Daily Turismo, when when, when he agreed to, do, agreed to do the radio show, he didn't know that it was Daily Turismo, the website. Because then he mentioned something about it, and we're like, yeah, that that's us. And he's like, wow. And he, he was excited because it was one of the websites he goes to. I, don't I was if, excited. I don't know if anybody believes this because that part wasn't recorded. <laughs> no, no, no. I was excited because Trust it was- Trust me, it happened. <laughs> it meant that someone was reading the website. Yeah, so that, was, that was Obviously, nice. Vince does a great job of tying the website to the show. Obviously, yes. Because since everyone immediately knows, well, the two are related. <laughs> since it's called the Daily Turismo Radio Show and the website's well, Daily be, Turismo, perhaps, could be two but you just added a the. You yes. added the yeah. Daily. See, he's See, in, come he's on. inconsistent with the. Uh, <laughs> perhaps it should just have throwing... a bigger. You know, maybe something a little more visible on the website. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I see. <laughs> There's a big clickable link in the upper is. right-hand corner. Yeah, of the it's not really big. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a there. small, <laughs> noticeable. Tiny little, you got to put your glasses on. <laughs> yeah. It's in the fine print. Ben's, if you click Ben's the, feeling left out. That's what's going on. If you click on the on. European End User License Agreement, you mm-hmm. can get to it. Yeah, this uh, site contains cookies. So on Daily Turismo, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the car of the week. Um, and I'm going to lead this off with my favorite car of the week was the 1960 Henny Kilowatt. Mm, you stole which, mine. I was going to say which that. Which is just the most bizarre car. Uh, I'd never heard of it until I saw it on Hemmings. Um, and it was a um, Renault Dauphine. Dauphine? Dauphine? Which I, I don't know. It's Dauph- a Dauphine, yeah. Dauphine uh, that was um, Renault, converted. Renault Dauphine. Renault. Uh, that was converted to electric power back when it was new in 1960 um, with like a couple uh what is it? they put like eight batteries in series and ran a seven eight six volt, volt batteries yeah, it's a weird setup but um it could go 60 miles per hour and have like a 60 mile range an actual like functioning electric vehicle from the 60s and when i when i saw it i was like oh that's Renault dauphine I, you know, yeah and why are they calling it something weird kilowatt so yeah. um anyway 10 grand later you got it was in really nice shape mm-hmm. cosmetically it looked beautiful um, and you okay needed batteries, but it still uh, had the electric motor in it, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, and presumably the electric controls, which was probably from a forklift, if we're honest here. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah but you know, <laughs> a fast fork, sixty mile yeah. per hour forklift. Well, isn't I think bad. it probably had the transmission from the car still in it. It's well, and, and when we talked to um, Mark Brems about his nine fourteen electric car, he said that he used the electric motor right. with the original Porsche with the transmission transmission, right. and and that's not common, but it seems like it would be a good way to get around the the gearing problem right sure. i mean that's yeah. what a transmission's for yeah but yeah anyway. um and so uh but of course that's not the car i'd buy that's that's the car that i liked but the car i'd buy is the 1992 oldsmobile tornado mm. because for like three grand um you got a personal luxury coupe with like it had like twelve thousand miles it was like really low miles looked really good shape it maybe a couple dings here and there it's a grandpa car though it's a total <laughs> grandpa car with a 3.8 liter v6 buick v6 in it um and uh it was just a car, low miles, really cheap. You could just drive it every day and have a good time and then sell it for what you paid for it in a couple of years. And it just looked like a fun a fun car. For, so those are my picks from uh, from the website for this week. Okay. 
Chris or Ashley. Ashley, you guys got any uh, opinions? Ford Tempo, maybe? Ford all Tempo, Tempo. all-wheel drive. Yeah, I saw that today. Rare, rare beast. Our friend Matt put that up. Um, you want the M5. You That's what you want. No, I got. I, I mean, You're I don't need another You're one good. of those. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a good deal, though. 5500 for uh, an M5 with low compression and one cylinder. But hey, five out of six ain't bad, right? Yeah, that's like most <laughs> M5s. I mean, come on. Yeah, Better fuel efficiency, I mean, right? Just yeah. like throw a rock in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, just take the uh, take the rockers off so yeah, the valves stay closed, and then you just have an air spring in that one <laughs> cylinder. That's my that's my fix. <laughs> uh, no, actually, the one that caught my eye the most this week, I think, was probably the 1989 Daihatsu Charade mm. or Charade. This is not a charade. <laughs> it's a little fighting force. Little three cylinder Toyota, uh, or I guess Daihatsu's owned by Toyota at this point. They were kind of still a separate company, but. Um, they sold them here for a couple years and they didn't do very well because it was an economy car but it was overpriced compared to other economy cars but it was they were really well made and and you really don't see them and they have kind of a cool early 90s styling vibe to them and um, this one was $2,500 in San Francisco and it had it was lowered which you never see a Daihatsu that's lowered here um, so I just thought it was interesting and cool and I'd, I'd drive it around for it had a few months swaged wheel arches yeah, that's how that's you do. that's how Matt described it. I think Matt <laughs> wrote it. Yes, he did. It, he's just referring to like the unique style of the wheel yeah, arch. It's not that. like someone like got a swaging tool. And, <laughs> no, no, like, no, no. But, but, but I looked up. I didn't know. I, I saw the word swage and I thought is that even spelled correctly? I had to look it up and oh, that's an actual style of like wheel arches looking like that. Yeah. So learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would Would you buy that car? Yeah, I would. That's mm-hmm. wow. Okay, that's it. That, that's, that's a winner for, for me. Yeah. That was not a Volvo. It's not a Volvo. There was a Volvo this week. It's a three-cylinder <laughs> car. Um, it was a 122 Amazon, but it looked a little weird. I don't know. Two-tone paint with a black hood. It gave me, like, the wrong vibe. I didn't, like, I got the willies what? looking at it. Like, I didn't want it. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain. It was, it was 3700 bucks. Come on. Yeah, I know. But just something about it, it just doesn't look right. I don't know. All right. It did look a little bit like a clown car. I agree. Like a clown. So the guy was it. trying to go for like a classic rally car vibe, and I appreciate that. But something was the painted bumpers. No guessing. Yeah, chrome bumpers know. are painted. <laughs> it's nasty. Anyway, any opinions, Ashley? On the which cars on the website? Car- oh, oh we- cars <laughs> on the website. Um, Citation X11. That's <laughs> calling you. You know that. That's. <laughs> I was looking Terrible. at the uh, '87 Ford Tempo all-wheel drive. Mm. I had actually never heard of these before. I saw this on. The website. That's so. because it's older than you. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is older than me. <laughs> uh, you've never heard of a Ford Tempo or of a Tempo all-wheel drive? The all-wheel drive. I didn't know that okay. they made an all-wheel drive version of this. Yeah, they were super rare, right? Like, I only found out about them like a year ago or something. Yeah, it was saying right. that they were put together for an FIA Group B rally program. Oh, that guy's he joking. He was joking. Oh, just <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Whoops. He's just kidding. Yeah. He's just saying, like, what if <laughs> that's why it existed? Uh, then that would womp. make it cool, but okay. it's not, so. Never mind. No, they're <laughs> terrible automobiles. Fail for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, look, somebody wrote gullible up there on the wall in the studio. Uh. <laughs> Vince I, looked. I, I <laughs> Vince <laughs> He's like, huh? What? I've had really? so much scotch at this point in time <laughs> that I'm, like, I'm going to look at anything. Uh, what, ben, what is that? Ben, si- ben made a, ben made a hand signal. He's our. Yeah, a motorcycle. I actually have oh, something. You. This oh, week. he's got something. Yeah. Yes, it's the um, the '74 Suzuki GT, mm-hmm. the 185 motorcycle. That just that brings me back to when I was a kid. That's yeah. like those were the cool motorcycles. And you know, Gianni talks on here. He wrote the story. It's Gianni. 
Yeah, whatever. We've been through this. <laughs> John. <laughs> Maybe she talks it. about how a starter bike these days, you know, people talk about a 700, a 750 or a 1,000 cc's. And back in the day, like when I was younger-ish, the, you know, these bikes, they were the cool things. This is what the cool kids rode to high school. If you had one of these in high school, you were cool. Yeah, it's a two-stroke. So, 185, it just, right? It brings me back to wishing I had hair and riding one of these. That's all I say. <laughs> but remembering when you had hair. But yeah, you'd have amazing. to wear a helmet and so your flowing That's hair true. wouldn't but be. But back then you didn't No need, helmet back you then. You know, that was like, this is like Kelly, today, from, Kelly from the Bad News Bears rode one of these. It was like see, cool. See, nowadays, if you rode one yeah. of these to like elementary school, you get beat up. Exactly. Or, That's or, how or bad it is. Child Protective Services would yeah. call your parents and say. Maybe that too. Yeah. You. And they beat you. Can't let your kid ride a motorcycle to school. (laughs) So, but just a shout out to Johnny. This was that was a good write up. Go check it out on dailyturismo.com. That's good. That's good. So, um, at the same time, um, from dailyturismo.com, we were um, bringing uh, three new writers on board this week. Um, Adam, Matt, and Glenn. Yeah. Have uh, have joined the the stable and they're going to be writing some features and um, they already have been writing features but now you're giving them kind of the uh, the keys to the kingdom if you will right you're yep yep they're getting dailytourismo.com they're becoming editors and, yeah and not yeah, just they're... not just uh, contributing writers I think that's a better way to put it uh yeah you know the they're the editing whole, their own stuff. the whole right the whole like editors like everyone and their moms an editor on on magazines and never could understand that but anyway they're now they're they're being being brought into the family and they're um they've written some excellent articles um found some really cool cars uh and just i want to sort of recognize them and uh and get them more into the dt family yeah welcome guys and uh feel free to call into the radio show too if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if our contributors listen if anybody Uh, calls in we do have a free t-shirt for them yeah oh yeah free t-shirt from from european European motorworks.com our sponsor is giving away free t-shirts to our callers so that's 424-260-2822 give us a call so we're gonna take a break in a minute but first yeah we're gonna help seaflow find a car me you (laughs) you need a car Um, well i don't really need one but you want a car that's the truth he doesn't need a car (laughs) Well, so the the Volkswagen TDI is going to get crushed or bought back or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. But we need a new family wagon for me and Mrs. Seaflow and little baby Seaflow. Because <laughs> 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 she's a girl. Um, anyway, so I I thought maybe you guys could give me some opinions about the cars that I've driven or, or even other cars that I haven't driven that I haven't c- considered. Um, Ford C-Max. C Max, yeah, the hybrid thing, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> we drove a Ford Edge, which is okay. not a wagon; it's a crossover, but it's not a huge one, and it drives surprisingly well. It's like good what about power. The flex? Weren't you talking before that you wanted to check one of those out? No, we have a Flex at work, and it's the second one we've had, and the first one went through two, two transmissions, and this one I think is on its second transmission, and. Yeah. Uh, that's because people people that. drive like rental cars. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a company car for a bunch of engineers and car people driving it like they stole it, and and yeah. the transmissions break, and that's and it makes three hundred and fifty horsepower. And yeah, I probably anyway. ne- neutral slammed that thing when it had about four <laughs> miles in the odometer. Yeah. Like anyway, um, we've driven the the BMW three twenty eight D X Drive wagon, um, the Mazda CX nine, another uh, oh. crossover thing. That's a big thing, though, right? Oh, we got somebody calling in. All right. Oh. That is a big thing. Let's see if Ben can answer the phone here. Hello, you're on Daily Turismo Radio. I heard a rumor you needed a caller, and you're having an interesting 
um, subjects right now. I figured I might should be in on this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. For those of you listening, uh, this is uh, Mrs. Seaflow talking to us. Yeah, not baby Seaflow. Not, not <laughs> <laughs> baby Seaflow at, I believe, is what he called her. <laughs> how, you, how you doing? I'm good. Good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Good. We're just uh, we were discussing um, future cars, and um, Chris was just saying you guys drove a Mazda CX-9. Yeah, it was really nice. I liked it. I liked it because it was squirrely when you drove it. Squirrely. Did Chris tell you why I didn't like it? No, it's 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 squirrely because of the torque steer because we drove the front wheel drive model and it's 250 horsepower, 2.5 liter turbo four cylinder all through the front wheels and it kind of gets away from you when you mash the throttle and it was kind of fun like you don't expect that from a big family car. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't like yeah. it because of what? Because when they did the leather interior, they kind of missed an obvious spot and left this horrible stitching that just when I'm sitting in the back seat all I can do is stare at that stitching and I cannot get yeah, over the, it the seat stitching. so I would the, le- yeah. the front seats like on the top of the front seats where the leather pieces come together mm-hmm. there was like all this like loose material just kind of flapping around and it didn't look good at all maybe maybe that's like an early production issue and they'll figure it out hopefully because it was really obvious it's like right at eye level mm-hmm. and it just looked bad like the rest of the car was nice but Mm. <laughs> I guess that was a deal breaker for that one. No. It, it was because <laughs> I would have to get my sewing materials out and fix it because it was just drive me nuts. And then so, I would probably end up ruining the seats and then we'd have to get new seats. And yeah. So tell these guys, Ricardo, isn't it? Tell these guys what, what car is at the top of the list right now. Well, currently, tomorrow morning, I'd like to get up and take a drive to Irvine and bring home a Volvo. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> now, I'd like to point out that I didn't. <laughs> now, now, is that the cross country or just yeah, a... Okay. The cross country. I didn't drug her or like pay her to say that. She's actually deciding this like with my input, but not, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to choose the Volvo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I said, maybe we should go drive one. I don't know. They're kind of nice. <laughs> but this is the. I don't. He's, my drinks have been tasting a little funny lately. Oh, so. yeah, roofies. That's what it is. <laughs> it's the well, Volvo yeah. pills exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, Michelle. But, Mrs. Silflo so, had a Volvo so herself. Is that but, a um? Does it automatic transmission, manual? What's the gearbox preference in this thing? It only comes in it automatic. Only com- Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it only comes in automatic. Okay. But I have to say that out of all the cars that we've tested, there have been two automatic transmissions that I have enjoyed and that they didn't make me want to throw an angry fit in the middle of the road. And that was the BMW and the Volvo. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, I, I might, yeah. And the Volkswagen was, was decent yeah. too. We drove a golf sport wagon, the new one with the 1.8 gas it, engine. Is that DSG? Has, no, it's a regular automatic. What was that? <laughs> I think she, she doesn't like, the, did she doesn't like, like the Volkswagen. I did not like the transmission in the Volkswagen. Oh, you didn't like that one. Okay. I thought, no. I thought it was a motorboat okay. or something. I don't know. Uh, what was that the dog whooping cushion? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. Uh, which, which car was terrible? Let's let's finish it with this. Which car was absolutely terrible that we drove? Um, the cars that were absolutely terrible were the two Subarus, the yeah. Cross Trek and the Outback. 
Wow. We both okay. agreed on that. Yes, that's because you're married and obviously not a lesbian. That's why the <laughs> <object is required. laughs> The only car that I have driven that was worse than those two Subarus was a Chevy Aveo. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, I said they should call the Crosstrek the Cross Truck because it literally drives like, like a, a 1980s Toyota pickup. Like, I, I wow. got flashbacks to my Hilux when I was driving it. Like, that's not what a new car should feel like in 2016. It was a manual, too. I thought I would, you know, it'd be fun. But the, the throw on the transmission, on the shift lever, was like 10 feet. <laughs> like it, it just, yeah. all this noise and vibration. And... I kind of wonder what Subaru's doing. You know, they haven't added, like, a horsepower to their STI in, like, a decade. No. And they, <laughs> they basically just, de- they just decontent it and then put, like, a fancier wing on it every year. You get a flat track, bill they, with it every time you buy a new SD. Right. <laughs> and the vape yeah. pen, too. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, the Crosstrek is just a lifted Impreza wagon with, like, some body-cladding stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's not like, you know, no one's, like, like giving great reviews for Impreza these days. Because no. Because it's just kind of the same car. It's, and just, it's just kind of bland. They all kind of look the same. It's just, like, a very generic vanilla yeah. car. They all look very similar as all of the other very generic vanilla cars and, that are coming out from other manufacturers. And when they introduce a new version, it's just like, okay, well, it kind of drives like the old car, but it's, it's a little bit heavier and it's got a backup camera and, that, and that's and it. That's it, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what's but going on. But people are buying the crap out of them. I don't are they really? It. Yeah. Subaru selling They're selling well, well. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, I think I think we're, we're done. We've decided on the Volvo V60 cross country, so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Because I like wagons. Yeah. Because... Well, I look forward to seeing when Chris drives it, because that's usually what happens. <laughs> 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 you get a car and he well, drives it around. Usually I get the new car and I drive it around and then he just gets it occasionally when, you know, my car is not sitting in the garage broken. Yeah, that's true. So, there you go. <laughs> but maybe this will deal. motivate him to help me fix my other car. That's right. By the way, you can put a baby seat in a Miata legally, okay? Yeah, in the passenger seat. You can. Yep. It's not a problem. But you can't put three people in there legally. Well, that's I, the problem. You know, that's, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> How big are these people? <laughs> Not midgets. Yeah, I, I think I think Ashley and myself and some other petite person can fit in there with no problem. Yeah. Put someone on the parcel shelf. I go. mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge chop accepted. Them up. <laughs> it's a convertible for a reason, right? <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks. All uh, right, Michelle. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. You guys have a great night. Thanks, Michelle. Bye. Bye. All right, that was good. So we're, we're we you've set then you're, you're done. You're you're uh... yeah, I think so. The the one the others that I really like the Mini Clubman Cooper S and the Mazda three both manual transmission both really fun to drive but just a little too small. So those are kind of out, and the crossovers are just too common and too big, and the Volvo's kind of in the middle. So I don't know. It still has a five-cylinder engine, which is which is going away, and I like that T5, and this is like the last car you can get it in, the, the V60 cross-country. The the five-cylinder, yeah. Five-cylinder. They sound engine, a little yeah. weird, but um, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're good engines, though. They've been around forever. All yeah, the issues are worked out. Yeah. They're powerful, torquey, et cetera. Yep. Anyway, I think we can move on. Yes. We're going to take pretty, a break. I'm pretty sure nobody is shocked C-Flow's getting a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I normally don't c- consider the newer Volvos, but in this case, you know. Hey, Seaflow, when we get back, we're going to do your news. All right. <gasps> dun, dun, dun.
Bill Caswell from Build Race Party. You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Hey, DT listeners. This is a word for our sponsor, European Motorworks. They're here in Hawthorne, California. They specialize in Volkswagen Type 1 and Type 4 engines. European Motorworks is a full shirt service machine shop that smells of rich mahogany. They can perform all kinds of head work, porting, polishing, decking, CCing, valve jobs, line boring, crankshaft, grinding. They can even do inserts, pressing operations, connecting rod machining, and balancing. So if you feel a little out of balance, come down to European Motorworks and go see the owner, George Rodriguez. He'll make you a nice cup of cafe and uh, tell him DT Radio sent you for 15% off all your hard parts. Call 1-800-722-8678. Stay smooth, DT Radio listeners. Streaming live from the DT Studios on Talk Radio 1, this is Daily Turismo Radio. Powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, Chris Florin, and Ashley DeLuca. Hey guys, we're uh, still here on the air. Still taking calls at 424-260-2822 if you want to call in. Even if you don't know us, you can call in. Yeah, you can call <laughs> and just yell at us about Volvos. You're terrible Volvos. <laughs> uh, but we're going to do a little segment now that's called... Seaflow's news. What? It's time for Seaflow's news. For Seaflow's news. <laughs> well, I mean, we're calling it news. Don't interrupt my news segment, man. Seaflow's news. Seaflow. 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 Seaflow's news, not Ben's news. Seaflow's news, not Ben's news. Don't interrupt my news segment, man. Seaflow's news, not Ben's news. Seaflow's news, not Ben's news. I just know it's his news. Really, he has news. That never oh, gets old. No, it's the third it week and it's still good. So, it's not so getting good. old at all. We're not like falling on the ground laughing like we were the first time, but it's still funny. Yeah. Yes. It, Props on good. the editing it's skills good. there, Ben. <laughs> and the guitar solo. That was Ben there. Oh. <laughs> uh, allegedly. I mean, I wasn't here. I don't know. But It's not really a solo. It was just, it was uh, just more a, of a, a track. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Excuse me. I used the wrong word. Um, so today on Seaflow's News, last week we did uh truck news and today we have a little bit of sad truck news mm. and that is the fact that the ford falcon ute is now out of production in australia the final one rolled off the assembly line today wah, wah. Oh! yeah so this is this is the class of vehicle that we would call an el camino in the u.s that's right this is a car truck um it looks really good it looks great like a like a current gen uh ford fusion with a bed on the back and um it was based on the rear drive. I thought you said it looked great. <laughs> I it, mean, it's really cool looking. As El Caminos go, it's pretty cool looking. Uh, but it was based on the rear drive Australia market Falcon, which they don't sell here, and they're going to stop making that in a couple years too because Ford is pulling out of Australia production. So Mad Max has a sad because the Falcon's going away. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and, but sort of the reasons that Ford and GM and everyone built cars in Australia have kind of gone away with globalization. Yeah. So. That's true. It doesn't make sense financially for them to keep a, a plant in a high-cost region that just makes a very small number of cars per year. And yeah. the, I guess the Ranger is already 
the new Rangers are already outselling the Falcon Ute, so they don't see a reason to keep it around. Um, but it's kind of the death of the mullet in Australia, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what do you guys think? Would Will we ever see El Caminos in the States again? I'm just going to call them all El Caminos. I mean, but, you... Well, BMW said they might make an El Camino, so... Yeah, but would they ever... S- no, they said they might make a pickup truck. They didn't say oh, an El Camino it's it's car truck. Yeah. But do you, do you, does anyone here think that any car company will sell one of those in the U.S. again? I hope not. <laughs> if they do, I don't know if it will actually sell. They might make it, but yeah. it's debatable whether or not someone's going to buy it. Yes, only char- car truck idiots like you two would actually buy them. And well, I'm, not, I'm not saying I would I mean, buy one. I'm just you know, Chris saying and, the world Chris would be a better place if they I mean. existed again. That's all. You know what? We should like tweet at Elon Musk and tell him Tesla needs to make a, a Tesla, Tesla Camino. Camino because that would be the most awesome car ever. You, we could just make one. We just buy a Model S and a Sawzall. And yeah, got a hundred grand sitting around. Yeah. Just take a, take a Sawzall yeah, to a hundred thousand dollar car. get a Tesla Model S for like 50 grand used. So Yeah. Pocket change. Yeah. With, with the with the money that's rolling into the DT radio show, you go buy one right now. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, but there is a company that's selling imported Holden Maloos in the U.S. That's the GM El Camino in Australia. I had to think about that for a second. But it's called a Holden Maloo, and there's wait, a company. Wait, is, is this the second story? No, this oh. is still the first story. <laughs> There's a company that's turning them into or uh, taking Pontiac G8 parts and converting them to left-hand drive and making them legal for sale and registered in, to register in the U.S. Holden Malou, that like yeah. that sounds like something you like would want to bleep out. I'm or Holden Malou, <laughs> <laughs> can we say that on the radio? Yeah. Well, the company's called Left Hand Utes USA, and they're in Denver. If anybody wants to check them out, but that's not really news. That's just an anecdote. Anyway, the next bit of news is it's time for Seaflow's news. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Volkswagen has overtaken Toyota as the world's top-selling automaker again. What? Yeah, so... In it, Nine! <laughs> yeah. Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> I know so more the, German than that, but I can't... It's it time right for Seaflow's... Uh, so the emission scandal is trailing off. Over. Everyone's just I, forgotten about it. They're I like, ah, we like... We forgot we What's like What's global wagons, scale? So, so yeah, it's global, and and through up through June of this year, they sold 5.1 million cars, and Toyota sold 4.99 million cars. So they're very close to each other, uh, but but Volkswagen kind of took the lead. And um, I don't know. Do you guys think it's a fluke, or do you think the Volkswagen is kind of rebounding from Dieselgate? Do you think it's uh, you know they're they're back already? I know that they're better positioned in Europe. Um, because they sell many different brands there. Well, I think Toyota, many different brands and a lot more models per brand, also. Right. Right. And so it's just in terms of market saturation, and like, you know, to me, it seems that half the people who buy cars, like, just walk down the street, the first dealership yeah. that they uh-huh. find, they walk into and they buy it. Yeah. Because to me, Why that's you the buy this only car? reason. I, I saw it. <laughs> right. That's the only reason that like a, a brand new like GM economy car would ever get sold. Is, yeah. Is it, because anyone who wants really wants to save money would buy the Toyota or the Honda version. Or so, a Kia or a right. Hyundai or something. Or if you're right. walking down the street and you just happen to wander into a Chevy dealer and you find mm-hmm. the Aveo or whatever. What's the Chevy? Cobalt? No. What is it called? Cruise. Cruise, yeah. Well, they have the Sonic and they have the Spark. 
Those are the tiny ones. Right, but I mean, or it's it's the same thing as walking into an AMC dealership in the 80s or the mm-hmm. 70s where you just like kind of found it and you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. I need I need a car. Yeah, I might as well car. buy one today. You I'm already right here. You're in front yeah. of it. <laughs> and, and that's kind of like, it's the mall approach. You know, the, the mall right. is like, there's just stores and you kind of wander into them and buy stuff. Impulse and buys. Right. And that's, yeah. and that's how certain manufacturers can, like, um, they continue to sell cars. It's just because they have enough dealerships that people just wander in and buy a car. Yeah. Or, right, or they have a Halo model that somebody comes in to see. Like maybe somebody goes, oh, I want to check out that new Chevy pickup. And they go look so at that. And then they go, well, how, I, I don't really need a pickup and I'll buy this car instead. How can you explain but, a single Mitsubishi sale today? Right. They got no more Evo. Right. And the rest of their cars are total they garbage. Have, they have a couple of crossovers and they have the Mirage and they have that the Lancer, the regular Lancer still maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. And all of it is complete There's, garbage. Well, trash. It's well, probably... When, not bad, but it's there's nothing. So, like, when I oh. went to the Tokyo Auto Salon this year, <laughs> yeah. they had um, like all of the OEM car companies had all of their booths set up, and you know that was like the main focus. Everyone had like, oh, here's our sports cars, and we also yeah. have these crossovers. And then you get to the Mitsubishi booth, mm-hmm. and their theme was like flowers and like camping and stuff like that. But it was like all these weird crossover mm-hmm. cars, and there was like nobody in the booth it was <laughs> yeah. like almost empty and like the only reason people were there was like to pick, take pictures with like the girls standing by the cars right. like it wasn't to look at any right. of their new model line that they had out like it, it was d- kind of similar at the la auto show vince and yep. i went last year um uh, under the auspices of daily turismo and uh ballast the, point the yeah about the Kia booth was serving ballast point beer <laughs> out of a modified <laughs> minivan it was and awesome. that was cool yeah and then right behind that minivan was the Mitsubishi booth. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's lining up to get their free beer on the press day. And then you kind of look around the back of this Kia minivan. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess that's Mitsubishi over there. And they had like two cars in this tiny little booth. And it just, I don't know, it's just kind of sad. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I anyway. think that VW, it goes, to, to, show, answer the question. It, it yeah. goes to show that uh, no press is bad press or any press any is press good press. Any press is good press, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the with the Dieselgate scandal, it just brought them and actually, forefront. honestly, when we were just talking about us looking for a new car, me and my wife, we went and drove the new Golf because we're looking for a car to replace the old one. But if this hadn't happened, we wouldn't have done that. Yeah. So maybe this was all part of their master plan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm... So what yeah. we need to do here at Daily Turismo is one of you guys needs to go get drunk and slap somebody. <laughs> can, can, can it be you? Can I slap you? Can we just you? do that here in the studio? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it right now. I, I'm I mean. pretty sure that's not going to like get us press. One of you needs to get in a Daily Turismo t-shirt and go slap somebody. Somebody but, but, but no like pants. famous or, yeah, exactly. or influential. And, and no exactly. pants. Yes. No pants. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> then you just get arrested. That's well, probably not what but, we want. But you'll have a whoa, Daily Turismo radio whoa. t-shirt on. Did we so talk about be, it'll work. going to the Baja thing with, with Bill Caswell? <laughs> yeah, Caswell, yeah. Baja, Good. DIY Baja. I guarantee you it. that pants are not going to be involved with most of the activities down there. Sure. Yeah. But yes. that's Mexico. in the middle of the desert in it's Mexico. It's Mexico. It's cool. Nobody cares. Then. It's totally legal, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if it's legal or not. <laughs> Nobody cares. Okay. It's time for Seaflow's news for... More great news this oh. week is that the next generation Lotus Elise will allegedly mm-hmm. remain true to its roots as a lightweight aluminum monocoque mid-engine sports car. Which <laughs> can can we buy them here? Because you can't buy a Lotus not here yet, today. But okay. this comes out in 2019 or 2020 then when they're rolling out the next gen Elise, which will be the third gen, I guess. Yeah. But for a while, the um, 
Lotus looked like it was going in a weird direction. Like they were trying to make it into like an exotic car company, like to compete with Ferrari and Lamborghini and stuff. And there was this guy named Danny Behar was the CEO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was like coming up with all these new models. Total, and he, was, he had like long flowing hair and, you know, he did the blue steel look at the camera and stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm going to turn Lotus around. And he had all these ideas about cars that were like, no, Lotus, you shouldn't be doing that. Like just make lightweight sports cars. That's what you do. And so now they're under different management and um, they're saying they're going to do that again with the new release. Hmm. So that's good news. And, you know, 1,900 pounds, uh, Toyota engine and Toyota transmission still, so it'll be reliable. Um, and, uh, yeah, what do, do you guys think that that car will be relevant anymore by the time it comes out in two or three years? So I think it's the same like, thing that's going to happen to the old Elise is, will happen to this one. Yeah. So the second-gen Elise, when it came here in 2005, when mm-hmm. it was sold through 2011. And the Exige, too. Yeah, and yeah. So, so at first they they had you know a couple thousand per year. I don't forget the numbers were you know something significant where they can make sense. And um, by the last year they sold like maybe a hundred of them because everybody who wanted them had already bought them, right? And it was also that it was this it gave you hypercar performance or your supercar performance at this forty thousand dollar fifty thousand dollar price range. Yeah, it was okay. a weird a weird uh, market position, right? Well, if if you're some kind of like super like rich guy with the, like fancy watches and pointy-toed shoes, yep. it wasn't expensive enough. Like, it wasn't exclusive enough or well, fancy enough. Right, the Ferrari, yeah. the people who own Ferraris don't care how fast Ferrari goes. No. They care that it costs them 200 grand to buy. And, and, and that's what they buy. And it has a little black horse right. in it. Yep. That's they buy it for the status. <laughs> yeah. Well, the people who want sports cars know that you can already buy a, a, a used lease or you can buy an old Corvette or you can or modify your own car or a Miata yeah. and drop an else one in it and you have a car that's or just not. as fast <laughs> and awesome yeah and um so, so the result is all the magazine guys raved about it all the car people were like yeah this car's totally awesome and then just nobody bought them new yeah so, so let's imagine for a second yeah. that the new lotus elise is more affordable and become maybe it's a thirty thousand dollar car just i don't know if this is true but um imagine for a second do you think people will care do you think enough people will care? Because it's not going to be autonomous. It's not going to be electric. It's not going to be hybrid. It's not going to, you know, do your laundry for you. Is is anyone going to care except gearheads, or is the public just going to totally ignore this thing? I, I think the question is, how much weight does the Lotus badge still have? You know, how, how much, much weight? It, yeah, how much does it? You <laughs> well, know, how much lightness stat- to the literally. car? It's actually <laughs> well, how much status does <laughs> negative it have? weight? How much status? How much <laughs> status does, the, does that badge have now? <laughs> I mean, like Vince said, people care. You know, I mean, people who are going to buy that car. People Care know it about... from, from history, like, yeah. oh, Lotus made fast cars a long time ago, but exactly. I, in but the public pe- perception, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not, not one current. of those. Like, yeah. it doesn't seem... So with, with new yeah. money, are people going to, you know, the new money guys, are they going to buy it? Well, I'm not talking about, let, let, let's just imagine... Because th- those are the guys that would buy it. Let's imagine that it's cheap, or cheaper, <laughs> anyway, and that, you know, the average uh, middle class person could go buy one. But that's Do you think it would sell happen. well? But it's... The average middle person class can buy it, but then it's very specific to being like a sports car. So yeah. it's. But like the new Miata seems to be selling well, and it's about thirty grand. Like, what if? Yeah, what but, if you the, could, what but if that's a sports car. A... But you can also use that as like a daily, so it's like multi-purpose almost. Like you wouldn't really be driving the Lotus around on the daily; it would be more. But what if you could? I don't know. Uh, maybe that's too far from reality. But I, I, I don't just... know. It's still a reliable drivetrain. 
I just want them to make a CNG Lotus Elise. So you can drive it in the carpool lane? <laughs> or, no, no. It, was, it was actually many years ago when I worked for a company that sold uh, CNG injectors. They made them. And that's compressed natural gas? Compressed natural gas. Yeah. Um, I traveled to Norwich and went to the Lotus Engineering facility mm-hmm. and visited their plant and talked to them about these injectors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they didn't make the CNG Elise. But... They, didn't, they didn't like that idea? Well, what it, what it is why were that you, were they asking you to yeah sell they, them yeah they stuff? were they were asking about the injectors and the the reason they didn't want them is because they leaked and all, all, pretty much <sighs> all CNG injectors leak and it's once you turn that you de-energize the injector they're gonna leak because gas leaks much easier than liquid sure and so the problem with that is that there's a potential for fires mm. and so um, there's heavy duty trucks that have CNG in them like you'll have trash trucks and city buses yeah and they park outside so it's not a big deal but and don't they the, put the stuff up on the roof too yeah but it's just that in the in the engine in the, in the intake manifold um, oh it'll leak into there yeah now you have additional shut off valves and they shut mm-hmm. off but there was still at the time at least Lotus said they didn't want our injectors because they leaked hmm. so that that's my that's, so my that's Lotus. the only reason that they didn't want CNG you know, in a Lotus sports car so the reason why they wanted CNG in a Lotus <laughs> sports car is that um, you can make similar power as a gasoline engine, yeah. um, but in Europe, at least, the taxes, they didn't tax mm, CNG for road right. tax. So you got fuel at like a th- half the cost. Yeah, there's a lot of people who convert older cars to run on natural gas and pro- maybe propane, too. Uh, yeah, I don't Propane's know more common propane in Scandinavia, so much, and, I think. Well, and propane anyway. doesn't have the same, um, you can't make the same power with propane. Yeah. It detonates or something. I forget what this. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's, that's my Lotus story. <laughs> is that it for the news there, Seaflow? I think that's it for the news. It's time for Seaflow's news. <laughs> so, yeah, what do we got going on now? Uh, Last call for phone calls. Last call. Phone calls. 424-260-2822. Give us a call, Daily Turismo Radio. You can tell us that we're idiots because we are. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do Ben's Spectacular Spec today. Uh, no time for that. No, oh, no time. Man, man. No, you guys are gonna have to fill like three minutes. All right, so I got a best car for. Okay. You guys like this? Yep. This is always fun. And and what else the next three minutes for there, Ben? We we could end it now. No, we we'll do, we'll do best car for. I mean, <laughs> he, he wants, he wants to draw out the pain and suffering. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All <laughs> a right. A little longer. Uh, okay. Best car for. So, uh, for the listeners, this is a little game where. I'm going to give the category, and then uh, everyone else in the room is going to explain what the best car for that particular activity is. And I may end the show at any time, Vince. That's You know what? That's the <laughs> risk I take. When, ben, when Vince is giving his answer. Yeah. That's, when, that's right, yes. <laughs> that's when you end the show. Okay. Number one, best car for driving in New Delhi city traffic. See low. Mm, something small and like rubbery and that you can just <laughs> bounce off of <laughs> other cars. Hindustan Ambassador with like a plastic body Ooh, instead good. of metal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Is that a good answer? Yeah, that's, that's a great okay. answer. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to New Delhi? No. 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 Uh-uh. Ashley, New Delhi? No. Okay. You're a, not going to answer. A rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> a rickshaw, Vince. Uh, a rickshaw, Ben. That's good. That's a good answer. I've ridden in one. I don't know. Maybe like a little motorcycle or something. Like uh, they have these weird little bikes in Japan that have like three wheels. So you have like one in the front and then it's kind of like two pushed really close together and it's on like a weird rotating axis in the back. Oh. And it's got like a cover on it over the front and oh. it's considered like a car. Like you don't have to have a motorcycle. Yeah. You don't have to have like a. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it's still narrow like a bike. Yeah, it's narrow like a bike and it's got like really good turning hmm. radius on it cuz it's got like that back axles kind of on like a So the the rear wheels lean? Yeah. Left and right when yes, you Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. 
Interesting. Yeah, it's a Ford F-150 with a snowplow up front. Because <laughs> everybody in New Delhi, now I've been to New Delhi, but I've been to Bangalore, and everybody there, they drive for these little terrible little cars or rickshaws or motorcycles. Mm-hmm. You just go with a snowplow, you just go. You don't worry about it. <laughs> Next car, best last, car last for... One, last, last one, one. okay. Best car for... Uh, renting out on Airbnb. Seaflow. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be anything very nice because you wouldn't want people to screw it up. That's a hard one. It'd have it's... to be nice for Airbnb, though. Well, yeah. nice as in, like, comfortable, but not nice as in, like, an enthusiast well, car that's fragile. Um, so an Airbnb, people would be just sleeping in your car. Oh, would... sleeping in your car, Airbnb not driving Airbnb is it. not driving. It's a, it's, it's well, where no, people I thought you meant, homes. like, you rent the home and the car comes with it so they no, can no, use no, the no, car. No, 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 no. You would rent the car out. Rent the car as rent a bread, the car and, be- and, people bread would, and breakfast. People would, <laughs> would sleep in your car and then just get up in the morning and go um, to touristy stuff and then come back and Chevy sleep Chevy Suburban. Right. VW, what is it, the Vanagon or the... Vanagon or Eurovan? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah. They actually do have a couple Airbnbs that are like those old Airstream trailers hmm. that you can nice. like sleep in that are up in. I was looking the other day, came in on my newsfeed, and she's yeah, going to be the just... first one to get muted this week. <laughs> 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 and yeah, like you can rent out these like Airstream trailers that they put in like the Malibu, like up in the canyons yeah. or in the mountains, and you can like look at the Matthew stars. Matthew McConaughey and stuff like that. lives in one of those. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. In a Lincoln, all a right. Lincoln. Okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I think he lives in a trailer. That's glamping. That's glamping. (laughs) Glamping. I don't know. Look it up, man. In a van down by the river. All right. (laughs) It's got to be a Saab, a Saab 900 or 99, because they have the fold down, the hatchback version, seats fold down flat. Yeah, but a wagon would be better than that. Or well, it's still, SUV. you want it to be a little bit uncomfortable for the people that are staying oh, there. So they don't like stay there too long. Right. Because <laughs> 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 eventually you want to use your car, right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. You got to, you know, go to, I don't know, drive to the store. I wonder if Airbnb would let you do that. Put, just park a car on, on your property and then rent it out yeah. as a bedroom. I mean, how would they know? If, right. Right. And if you specified that, yes, this is a Vanagon and, uh-huh. you know, and there's a bed a, in there and, and a shower yeah. and a sink. Yeah, why not? Well, right? there's no shower in those. What if you actually, what if you rent it out? Can you rent out an RV that stays put? Yes. What if you- Yeah, that's what Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like about. they have Airstream, okay. Airstream trailers trailer. that like so they just park. How awesome would it be to just park your RV in like Manhattan Beach and just rent it out? And just make money. Yeah. That's what people do. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. They that do that. Or, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone already had that idea. Oh, <laughs> 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 so behind the times. <laughs> Okay, uh, so that's it for best car four because my producer's like pointing at me and he's acting like Tommy Lasorda again. He does these kind of gestures and we don't know what they mean. And, <laughs> I don't know. We're all very professional here. I the told chicken, you to steal third. Yeah. Steal yeah. third. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but I think that means that we're going to talk about what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to have a live Daily Turismo radio show. At, by that you mean live remote we are live. Daily Turismo radio show. Right, I was getting there. And we're going to be on site at Absolution Brewing in Torrance, California. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a date just yet. It'll probably I think it's be in be two weeks. Two weeks from now, right? Yeah. The 12th yeah, that, of that's August. That's the date we're hoping for. That's but we're hoping the, for. We'll let you know for sure next week or check out dailyturismo.com because that will, I'm sure Vince will put it up there when it's. No, uh, yeah, forget. I'll put it on the website and I'll, I'll uh, stick it up on Twitter and you know Instagram and all those things. But uh, the idea is, is sort of just a event where if you're listening to the show or if you're a regular listener, come by. Have a beer with us. We're gonna broadcast. We're gonna talk about cars and, and fun stuff. Now, my question is: are, Is the whole brewery, everybody in there, are they gonna be hearing us? 
Like, is it going to be on yes, a loudspeaker? You'll, you'll not be able to hear us by you'll be, you'll be choice. Not by, yeah, so exa- <laughs> exactly. So if you're just some random person that wants to go hang out, then you're going to be subjected to listening to us the whole time. That's it's not really it's like fair. you're a band, though. Think of like bands. Same thing with bands. Like, yeah, it could you, be terrible. You show up at a bar right. and you're like, oh, oh there's a band. A band. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a radio show and it's these guys. Because they're going to be uh, bad, right? You know they're going right. to be bad. Right. Same with, same with <laughs> internet <laughs> radio. Same with the internet radio show, though. I mean, come on. Hey, Vince, who was our guest today? Our guest was Sean Lee from the Purist uh, Group. You want to thank him? He was an awesome guy. We really had a good time talking to him. Uh, he, cars. He's a, he's clearly a true and true uh, through and through car guy. And, uh, or true and true. Either or way. true and true. I don't know. <laughs> um, I've had too much of this scotch whiskey when we were drinking here. Uh, but it's um, Sean has the Purist Group has all kinds of good toy drives and and um, charity you events. Can, yeah, and you can follow him on puristgroup.com or the Purist Group Facebook page or at Purist Group on uh, Instagram. That's right. So uh, big thanks to, Sh- to Sean for uh, talking to us and thanks to CFO for uh, being a co-host. We're your mother. Ashley. Big thanks to John Barker for doing our intro and thanks to producer Ben. Keep on renting. You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. Do you ever want-